Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thank you for listening to In That Number. I am your host, Ray Hunt. You can find me on Twitter at RayHunt84. My co-host, Kevin Milverton, at Moscow Mush. You can follow the show at Number Podcast. Subscribe, rate, review. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and if you would like to drop us a line, send us an email to InThatNumberPodcast at gmail.com. On with the show. Joining us this week is season ticket holder Barry Godwin to discuss Saturday's game against Liverpool. We have his thoughts on the transfer window, predictions and you know views for the rest of the season. Later, we also have the host of Together, a Brighton and Hove podcast, Josh Goldsmith, to preview our next opponent's Brighton. But firstly, as always, let me bring in the Moscow mesh, Kevin Milverton. All right, Nobed? All right, you gigantic trustman. Thanks. How are you? Um, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm hanging... <laughs> Quite heavily at the moment. Why? Why? Was, what happened? I just got totally langered last night, as they say. Yeah. Langered? Mm. Langered, so, yeah. I mean, did you not say, hang on, lads, I've got a podcast tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, I got back in the morning to do a podcast. But, um, nah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can do it. I believe in myself. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> good, good. All right, and also, um, welcome in Barry. Barry, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me on. No problem. Yeah, well, um, you're on holiday at the moment, I hear. Just got here, just got to Weymouth. <laughs> uh, mother and father were off caravan, so we're here till Friday. So just come back from the beach. <sighs> I'm, yeah, oh, nice. Come back from the beach yeah. to talk to us. But do you know yeah, what, what is it? We, we, like, the first time we did it this season, we had Matt Marchstone, who was going on holiday the next day. You've <laughs> been on holiday, Kev, all through the season. Uh, Tim Marshall last week was just coming, he just landed from Montreal, and now. Barry on holiday right now. It's just like when is, it, when is everyone going to stop being on holiday? <laughs> just the way you must plan it, Ray. Yeah, bad, 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 bad planning. Nothing gets in the way of being on this podcast. That's, that's, that's that, that is good. That's what we need to take from it. Anyway, I want to start with you, Kev. Um, oh my god! <laughs> you had a busy week. Yes. Oh my god! Yeah, I've been busy like from morning to night, like every every night. A man just walked past this pub that I'm in with uh, a. A giant Czech. Oh, right. <laughs> Person from the Czech Republic, or...? Yeah, Peter Czech is just <laughs> in, in his helmet, like, just <laughs> walking down the streets of, um, of Kerry. Um, no. 
no, a massive kind of charity yeah. novelty check. I, I, I've never seen anything like that before. I think I'm tripping. But yeah, no, um, <laughs> it's been a great week. Okay. What, what have you done? Um, uh, so yeah, I had a uh, uh, Irish language course to, during the week, um, mm-hmm. and in the evenings they do different sort of like um, uh, do, do they organise different events uh, during the evenings. So yeah, it's kind of like um, a, like university if it was um, six Friday nights a week, you know. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, there's a lot of musicians and like singers there, and all the pubs are full of um, people playing traditional music and singing traditional Irish songs. Like so, yeah, it's, it's um, something else. Guinness, Guinness, a lot of Guinness, a lot of Guinness. Yeah. Good, good, good. And when are you, when are you home? Um, yeah, I'll be back in Russia at the end of the month. I've got an exam to take on on Saturday, so yeah, I'm going to be preparing for that and um, just recovering from from, from this week. <laughs> Okay, well, we, we'll try and make this um, an, an easy one for you, Kev, so you can uh, sleep off the hangover. Okay, so, yeah, I mean, all we have to do is just talk about um, the <laughs> Liverpool game. Yeah. yeah. That's going to cheer me up, isn't it? <laughs> Sorry. Um, before we go into the Liverpool game, um, I just want to talk to you, Barry, about the... Um, how do you think the transfer window went? Not as great as I would have hoped. Um, I think it was more trying to get rid of players so we could recruit more players or sign more players we just didn't do enough to uh, get some players out the door um, poor signings in the last three or four seasons and now we've got players on the books that really Ralph doesn't want at the club um, that's the problem so uh, wage budget transfer budget's all tight um, but the players we got in yeah happy with the players we got in just would have liked to got a few more out the door yeah I, so, think, I think that's the, the general feeling with everyone yeah. that we've spoken to. But who's going to sign the players that we don't want? Well, exactly. So, yeah. And for the, especially uh, for the you know for the wages that they're on. But it's crazy. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Um, what I'm hearing is there's no more money at the club to spend on, on transfers anyway. So I think we did the best of what we could mm. with, um, with, with the transfers and the wage budget that was remaining, really. Yeah, I think the board has said that in order for us to bring more players in, more players have to go out. So Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I'm hearing that Fraser looks like Celtic could be on the cards, but again, it's just rumours that I'm hearing. So, yeah, I'm I don't know how how true that is. So, yeah. So that if we could get rid of someone like that off the books, that would be good. Just the wages, and um, yeah. I mean, so um, how do you feel about the the season? Are you feeling confident that um, we're going to have a good one after the Burnley game? No, my head was, you know, we were, I was quite flat and as soon as the first goal went, I was like, well, here we go again, same old, same old Saints, um, poor defending, have a lot of the ball, don't do enough in the box with it, um, but after yesterday's result, okay, I know it's another defeat, but we put on a much better show, mm. uh, so more more confident after yesterday's performance. Mm-hmm. So where would you say that we're likely to finish this season? At the start of the season, just our pre-season, I thought between 12th to 15th would have been, you know, it's a progression on the last couple of seasons. So mm. I'm still, my head's still around that. Anything could obviously above 12th be fantastic. But around that, I think, you know, the squad that we have, we should still be able to hit between 12th to 15th, in all honesty. Yeah, definitely a team in transition. Um, it's not going to come fast. No, absolutely. And I think sometimes uh, fans' expectations are too high. I mean, we had a, Great pre-season, but pre-season means nothing. Um, 
I think a few years ago we, we won all our pre-season games and then went on to lose the first six league games. So, yeah, so you're, just you're be a, patient. You're a real long-suffering Saints fan, aren't you? have had like a season t- ticket for, well, how long? Uh, about, uh, season ticket, probably about 17 years. Wow. Uh, but been going up like, before that, but odd games. Wow. Um, so, yeah. Do you remember your first game? <laughs> yes, I do, actually. Um, bit of a funny story behind it. Um, I think it may have been either a Coca-Cola Cup or a Milk Cup game. I, I can't remember. Uh, it was at the Dow. It was against uh, uh, Gilliam. Uh, my okay. dad picked me up. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, so we're going back. I was sitting on the old benches and the, the Dow. And I actually missed, uh, missed the first goal uh, because my dad had bought me a big pack of sweets and I dropped a load. So I went bent down to pick them up and Letizia scored a 35-yard screamer. Link and you missed it. Absolutely. Absolute <laughs> screamer. I sat up, what happened? And my dad just looked at me and said, you're an idiot. But yeah, that was my first uh, and I've uh, been in love with it ever since. So. This is ITN in that number news. Okay, so ITN news. Kev, did you want to start? Yeah, so the draw's been made for the Carabao Cup. Uh, we can draw against Fulham in round two, and that's going to be on Tuesday, the 27th of August. Um, yeah, which is, I think, if it's an evening match, it would be exactly mm-hmm. the, the same time that I'll be on the plane back. Oh. Are you going, Barry? Are you taking the trip up to Craven College? I was actually contemplating it, but probably not because I have to start early on the Wednesday, so more likely won't make it work. Uh, yeah. um, another point, quickly, just my my Yoshida donating a percentage of his wages to the Saints Foundation. He said, "I've been here for seven years now, and I've got a lot from the club and from the city. Now it's time for me to give something back to them." That was pretty classy. What a legend! Mm. What a legend! Yeah. It's good to see him back yesterday as well. Definitely, yes. Oh, yeah, we needed him back, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there was the fans for him. Um, to be honest, like, I didn't actually um, hear anything of what happened. So, how about you, Ray? Yeah, well, I mean, I I watched it. I didn't go, but I watched it on, mm. on YouTube, and it was the same same questions, same answers. Although, this time they had um, Hoiberg on the panel. And, actually, there was a... There was a a moment where someone asked him when, you know, Redmond signed his new contract, when are you going to do yours? And he looked quite, <laughs> how, what do I say to this? How do I, you know, how do I go about this? But he's just said um, he's 100% committed to the club. Um, but okay. obviously the, the contract talks are going to be a bit private between him, his agent and, and the club. So, yeah, so that's, that's, that's good. But then, mind you, he would say that, wouldn't he? Yeah, uh, it'd, be, it'd be disappointing if there's going to be, you know, protracted uh, talks over it. I think that's the sort of question that should be sorted uh, quite quickly. So, yeah, Ralph's hinted that more players are going to be leaving on loan. And I guess that means, well, Lamina and Carrillo, first of all, um, they've been more or less left out of the squad, haven't they? Yeah, they've um, actually gone from the, I think it was the training dressing room, They've like their places have just been taken so I think we can safely say that they'll be heading out. We just need need some takers for them. Yeah, I did notice that um, in the pre-season friendlies that um, I can't remember which, which player, but there, um, there's somebody who was uh, using Lamine's number even. So, okay, yeah. that must mean that 
won't be seeing him. He want, yeah, he wants out. Are you happy with that one, Barry? Are you happy to see the back of Lamina? Uh, happy to see the back of Lamina. I think he's got the potential to be a, a really good footballer. Um, but his attitude, obviously, if he doesn't want to be here, then good riddance, really. Yeah. You don't need people like that to bring the club down. So, no, if he doesn't want to be here, good riddance. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand that, but you treat the club like a stepping stone, but you don't play in the echo. Yeah, yeah, I guess he's already thought he was uh, nailed on. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, me personally, if he wants players use these clubs as stepping stones, but you still have to apply yourself in the right way, I think. And if you get a bigger move, then fair enough. But the way people go around it, or players go around it, so... Yeah. Mm. Hi, I'm Matt Letizia, and thank you for listening to In That Number. OK, on to the Liverpool game. Uh, yeah, so, 2-1. Danny Ings scored and Mane and Firmino for Liverpool. Starting 11, sort of run through with you. Um, Gunn in goal, kept his place. Uh, Bednarik Yoshida comes in. Vestergaard keeps his place also. And the midfield of Valerie, Prousey, Romeu, Hoiberg and Bertrand with Adams and Redmond up front. Yeah, so Stevens drops. Yoshida in. I, I mean, you know, playing the three in the middle pushes Ings to the bench, and also uh, Kevin Dantzo was on the bench, and Hoiberg comes back in from the illness. On the bench then, so Forster, Cedric, Ings, Gineppo, uh Armstrong, Oberfemi, and Dantzo. Barry, you were saying to me the other day that you prefer the three in midfield. So, you know, this starting eleven was pretty good for you, yeah? Even, um, at, even at the expense of Danny Ings? That's a trouble. If you play the three that I think Ralph likes in the middle, and actually I prefer with... Um, Romeo, Hodgeberg and Prowse, one of the front that's going to have to drop out. So, unfortunately, Ings. But, yeah, I, I was happy with the free back in midfield. I think he was going to do that anyway against Liverpool. Yeah. Try and, you know, win over the midfield battle, which, you know, we, we were doing at times. So, yeah, I was, I was happy with the free in midfield back. Yeah, and Kev, I, I guess, I mean, I'm, I assume that you were happy with that starting eleven. but the only thing I know what you're going to say is that... Um, Shane Long, who came on last season against Liverpool, did so well. I'm disappointed not to see him in the in the uh, in the team. Yeah, I mean, I was sat watching the game on Shane Long shirt, thinking like, well, this this needs a bit of you know, bit of pace, bit a bit of shame. But um, yeah, shame we didn't see Shane. Mm. Um, yeah, good to see Yoshi back in back in the lineup. Um, that back three, I think, definitely worked well um, for most of the game. And, yeah, I mean, Ings on the bench, obviously not ideal, but um, he's the kind of player that you want to take care of. So, starting with Adams, obvious that um, Ings is going to come on, uh, yeah, most likely for Adams at some point. But, yeah, that's and the problem. I think that's kind of works. Yeah, that's what Barry was saying, though, with the, with the three. You play those three in midfield of Romeo, Hoiberg and Ward-Prowse, there has to be someone that drops out. So Yeah, but, I mean, you can't press the shit out of Liverpool for 90 minutes, so um, I think it's quite a wise uh, choice of line. Yeah, I, I'm not... I mean, the only, dis- I say, disappointment for me was that Danso didn't start. Well, he didn't actually come on, but... And as it turns out, I mean, if it were me, I probably would have put Danso in for Vestergaard, just going on last week's performance alone, but maybe he feels he's not quite ready for it. And, you know, jumping straight into Liverpool is kind of harsh on the lad. If they had have made a mistake, then, you know, confidence... That's what I would have said. It was probably too much to put him in against Liverpool with their front three. Uh, a bit of a baptism of fire there, really. So mm. I think that's why he went with uh, the three that he did and left Dancer on the bench, really. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to complain too much. 
I mean, if we do see Dan Sorrow uh, in the Brighton match, who do you think it'd be in place of? Vestergaard, would you say? Yeah. I'm, I would say Vestergaard, yes. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but saying that, Bednarek made a bit of an error for their second goal. Uh, yeah. So. Was the second um, Yeah, but I mean, we, we, we can allow him that one, surely. I mean, oh, yeah, oh, absolutely. No, absolutely. Yeah. But, yeah, so. <coughs> but yeah, so it was definitely... More of a total collapse of all three of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Happens more often than not. <laughs> okay, right. Um, the game. Let's get and start the game. Barry, you were at the game yesterday. Um, yes. Yeah. What, I mean, the atmosphere. I mean, I was listening to on Solent, but the, the atmosphere sound sounded really good from the start, and they looked like they started you know, quite pleasing, created some chances, pressing high again, and Valerie and Bertrand looked very advanced. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, atmosphere was uh, fantastic uh, all the way through the first half. Um, if I'm honest, um, trying to be not biased, but we had the better off the first half. Uh, we played some good football going forward. Mm. Uh, had by far the better chances. Um, I don't know if you've seen Klopp's interview after the game. but Yes, I have, yes. I, I don't know what, what match he was watching, and, and uh, especially in that first half. And it was just a shame where the goal came. So, I think it take a half time. I think Klopp was just looking at the stats alone and saying, well, you look at those stats, then, we deserve, then Liverpool deserve to win. Yeah, but you don't. Yeah, uh, but yeah. Yeah, you need to watch the game back again, and yeah. especially have a look at that first half because we had three glorious chances in that first half. That really we need to be putting them away. Absolutely, uh, yeah. Teams like that. So, but no, that's what Jay Adams is supposed to be there for, isn't it? Just to kind of close yeah. those, those oh. kind of goal chances and just um, yeah, just a lot of wastage. Are you talking about that, that, that header? header? Yeah, the header. Oh, yeah, should be hitting I, the net. I, I was yeah, I jumped up out of my seat as soon as he hit that. I thought that's in the back of the net, and then yeah, just just over the top. So, blasted. Yeah, we were definitely holding our own for the whole of the first half. Yeah, definitely. Um, that that goal just came out of absolutely nowhere. Like, but that was a, just a screamer. I mean, I think that's probably goal of the month already, isn't it? Well, it's got to be up there, yeah. Yeah, we yeah. It's just again. Just Saints not really defending it till half time, thinking probably done enough. Obviously, there he was out. They won't think he was going to score from where he was, and yeah, he's curled mm-hmm. it in. So I was right behind it, and as soon as he left, he thought, oh, no, nah, he just didn't need that then. Worst yeah. time we could have conceded because they're going their heads down. That's so. it. It's, it was harsh. I mean, say, <sighs> Saints were good in that first half, and it did take a moment of magic from Mane to break it. Yeah, it just yeah. Just harsh going, going in 1 0 down. And I guess that's the difference between the two teams. So it's yeah. not clinical enough. And then from there, it's just going to be difficult coming from a goal down against Liverpool. And I think I saw the stat that it said that they, I mean, I can't remember how many games it was, but they, you know, when taking the lead, they don't lose games. Mm. I mean, they can do it. Mm. But I mean, the, the second half, we came out with our heads high, I think, uh, dug in, defended well, and then just, just yeah, slowly fell apart. Yeah. But then having said that, I mean, I don't know how, how did you see it, Barry? Because I thought Liverpool started the second half better. Uh, I think again, again, we came out of the second half, again, I just think our heads were a little bit low. I think obviously Rouse tried to pick them up at half-time. Liverpool helped, just kept the ball. I mean, I, I don't know how many passes they must have had right at the start of the second half. It could have been like 40 to 50. I mean, I'm probably over-exaggerating. But we didn't seem to be able to get the ball off them. Uh, they weren't really hurting us as such. No, we I mean... We weren't doing enough to hold on to the ball and then create going forward. I think at the start of the second half, they had that that Milner shot. They had the Salah breakaway, which Gunn saved. And for yeah, me, Firmino had a chance, oh, yeah. What a miss. Mm. Yeah. It's yeah, just, I mean, the, their counter-attacking football is just so, ugh, it's so difficult to stop. Yeah. It's lethal. Mm. 
Um, and then the substitutions came. I think um, Ings came off. Sorry, Ings came on first for Romeo. Yeah. The injured before he even came on the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was a weird one, I thought. So. Well, I mean, Romeo Romeo was booked, I think, and he had put in a shift. I thought oh, that was yeah. arguably the best yeah. player in the first half. I thought Romeo. Yeah. So maybe that was the, the the thinking behind that, but. I did, you know, the, the, the heads didn't drop though. I thought they were okay, and I thought the space still, you know, same style of play. And then Ings had that cracking effort to start when he just as he come on. Yeah. I things could turn around here. And I just think. Got was, over. Yeah, and then the second substitution was it Armstrong on for Adams? Uh, yes, yeah. Armstrong for Adams. Yeah. Yes. So basically, mm-hmm. took off Romeu, changed formation, and almost changed it back again. Mm-hmm. If you see what I'm saying, like yeah, yeah, another yeah. midfielder on, so. Um, but yeah, Armstrong did well when he came on. Looked yeah, good. I thought Armstrong uh, did well. Ball. I thought he was getting... Uh, getting got close. stuck in and yeah, pinged the ball around well. Yeah, absolutely. And then the second goal, Kev, um, what happens there? Just just total collapse, isn't it? Bednarik, yeah. robbed, yeah. Where's the second switching off? Like, nobody's in position, nobody's marking the man. Um, yeah, for me, no space that he's just, you know, given an open chance. I can't give him that. Mm. I mean, it came from a, a free kick from us attacking, and I yeah. think a lot of safe fans in the ground at the time felt that the referee was being, should we say, biased <laughs> a little bit, but you're <laughs> going to get that from the home fans, aren't you? So when you're in the mm. ground, it's harder to pick it up, but yeah, a lot of fans felt that the free kick shouldn't have gone that way in the first place, but yeah. Possibly not. We got, we got we got to defend better than we do. So. Yeah, um, and the goal, our goal. I mean, what a goal from Danny! It was goal, <laughs> yeah. goal of the season for me. Kev, that one. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> oh, it, I think he's taking the leaf out of Shane Long's books and just you know, um, just a ridiculous goalkeeping error. I mean, who'd have thought it, that um, Liverpool goalkeepers are capable of? Um, <laughs> Just outstanding errors like that. Um, yeah, but I mean, he, thought, he thought quick and just yeah. stick to it. Yeah, grab it, stick it in. There you go, nice one. Um, he did it in the first half, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Prousey, nearly did the same. That's in the it, first yeah, rushed him down. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, and then the Ings chance at the end. I mean, oh, they don't come any easier than that, do they? No, I mean, it's the best chance we had all game. And just a sitter. Kev, you could have scored that. Um, yeah, maybe. Maybe <laughs> this time uh, yesterday I might have, but yeah, not today. <laughs> but anyway, so it finished 2-2. 2-2, it could have been 2-2. Are they still playing? Barry, would 2-2 have been fair? I think so. I think a draw, especially after our first half performance, uh, would have been a, a fair result. Um, but yeah, we just got to take chances like that. Ings going to be kicking himself for a good while after that miss. I mean, again, I was right behind it, and I, we don't know how he's. That's not gone in. Again, I was out of my seat before. Yeah, I just thought that's that's in. Yeah, it was. But then we had another good chance from a free kick late on. It just was free oh, in the yeah, box, yeah. and no one was in there. So you know, just got to take our chances when we do get them because they're not going to come that often. Yeah, and another day, that probably would have done. Well, hopefully. Yeah. Kev, same question to you. Do you think 2-2 was, would have been fair? Um, 
Well, that would have mean that we'd have taken one of the chances that we got. So, mm. yeah, I'd say. Um, but, but we didn't, and it finished 2 1. I think it reflects um, how well we played perfectly. I, think, I don't think there's any unfairness. I think any, anyone who, who watched it would say, like, yeah, um, we definitely didn't deserve uh, to win. But it was a lot more of a positive effort. I think we can definitely um, oh, yeah. take lessons from it um, and yeah. they can learn. Um, try and iron out some of those defensive um, niggles and uh, yeah, practice defending set pieces. I mean, it might be all right, but um, <laughs> I said it before: um, it's the Brighton game that's going to be the real kind of bellwether that will show us um, whether we're on the right track or not. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm encouraged by what I saw. I mean, the, the yeah. chances created, and you know, um, Liverpool conceded 14 shots, and that only happened once last season for them. So, mm. you know, I'm as pleased as I can be from a defeat, <laughs> I suppose. Yeah, and we've got a goal, you know. Yeah, brilliant goal. not one up. <laughs> yeah, um, and then you look at the stats. I was saying to you, Barry, about how where I'm getting Klopp's post-game interview. Yeah. Um, possession, we were at 36%, but you'd expect yeah. that against Liverpool. Oh, absolutely, yeah. That's what uh, I was saying about the first half. They just didn't give the ball away. Yeah, you know, we couldn't get off. we couldn't get the ball off them at times. So and fourteen shots versus their fifteen, and you know the clear cut chances were even. Mm. So it's a completely, completely different side. They got fucked by Burnley last week. Mm. So that's yeah, it is positive, isn't it? We have to take yeah. positive out of it anyway. So and, sorry, yeah, but who or what would you say um, you'd put that down to? What from last week? Yeah, comparing last week, like, Stevens. Um, Stevens. <laughs> Stevens. No Jack fucking Stevens. With no Jack Stevens. Um, I don't know if it's playing at home. I'd yeah, Hoiberg was better. I, sorry, Hoiberg was starting. I think Romeo, he was brilliant in that first half. He was yeah. breaking everything down. So I think he was a big difference there. He upped his game. And yeah. maybe Yoshida coming in just held the, held the line a little bit better. And I thought Gum was better also this week. Yeah. He made some good saves. He mm. made some good saves. Uh, yesterday, so yeah. So I mean, th- th- they all worked hard. They all worked hard yesterday, and, and especially in midfield. And I think that was a massive difference. I think if you don't work hard against Liverpool, you will get ripped a new one. If I'm honest, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think they took last week a little bit too lightly. If I'm in all honesty, I think so. And yeah, bad defensive errors last week, and this week was just an improvement. Vestergaard, like given his performance last week. And the fact that he's going to, you know, he come up against Salah yesterday, and he only limited him. He wasn't, he didn't really have an impact in the game, did he? That's got to be pleasing for Vestergaard. Yeah, no, Vestergaard played a lot better yesterday. Um, I think he's got the potential to be a very good uh, centre back, but so, some errors at times, some, and obviously those errors get punished. Yeah. But yeah, yesterday he was a lot better, a lot more solid. I think there was one point that. Um, he went, I can't remember who it was, but basically a ball come up long and he just went through the back of this guy, headed it away. The referee gave a foul for it, but, you know, you want to see challenges go in and not back off and wait for it. So, yeah, yeah. happier. That is good. Yeah. He's a big lad. He needs to, he needs to show it a bit more. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, in both boxes. So. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll ask you both this question, but I'll start with you, Kev. Um, Gineppo. He mm. came. He came on late, um, but he looked pretty good on the ball. Won a few free kicks, 
Uh, you've got um, Alexander-Arnold books, um, and Mane fouled him for the free kick at the end. And I think, yeah, Adam Blackmore said on Solon that he's going to win a few free kicks this year. So, there you go. Stick him on. Get people booked. Get some free kicks. What did you think of him? I don't think I saw enough of him to really make, make a, an instant judgment. But, um, Came on a bit late, though, didn't he? Yeah. I don't know. I think I, I reserve judgment for the moment. But, okay. um, yeah, I don't, he didn't really make a fool of himself. But, I mean, he didn't contribute anything that would have given us an advantage either. Well, apart from the free kicks. Well, yeah, but I mean, we just we just waste the free kicks. So. Oh yeah. And, and Barry, what did you what did you make of him? He didn't get long enough for him. I think it was only about the seventy fifth minute when he came on. Um, yeah, seventy first, I think. Seventy first was it? Yeah, I mean, you know, he had a few good turns on him. Yeah, like I say, is it Trent Alexander that pulled him down? Yep. Um, so he's got some good turns. I think he's going to have a bit of pace about him. But yeah, it's too early. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. I think he's not going to be let into the first. Start eleven straight away. I think he's going to be have to wait by this time. So, yeah. But yeah, he looks right. like he could be decent. Yeah, he's young. He's still there's no rush yeah. for him. Um, okay, man of the match, Kev. It's a really tough one. Um, there's a lot of um, improved performances. I think. Um, I think Yoshida had something. Uh, Valerie was outstanding, especially in the first time. You think? Um, yeah, I think he was just, he was um, getting up really high, um, giving crosses into the box. But um, yeah, I think maybe a few of them, a few of them the wide, although there was no one there. But um, I, I was quite impressed with, with with him compared to the week before. Like you say, Romeo, um just yeah, just a solid brick of a man um, doing his thing. I don't think that, that there's much we can say that um, just to criticise Romeo. Um, Redmond, I mean, again, doing his, his, his fast thing through the middle, down the wings bit as well. But, yeah, I mean, this can't be any of the, the forward players, because I think we had our chances, they didn't take them. So, yeah, I'd probably have to agree with uh, what I think you're going to say and um, give it to the main. Okay, Barry? Yep, straight there. Remain, um solid first half. Uh, got booked. Um, again, I thought it was a little bit harsh, but yeah, got booked in. But yeah, does the job, does it well. No nonsense player, so yeah, Remain. Yeah, Remain for me as well. I think he was brilliant in that first half. I thought he was excellent. And yeah, I can yeah. only think that he got a substitute for the yellow card. Um, yeah. I don't think it was a yellow card, by the way, but. I thought it was a great challenge, but yeah, he was the other yeah. end of the pitch. Um, mm. And obviously. He created, um, didn't he create that chance for Adams as by the header? Didn't he ping that ball for him? Yeah, I think. I think he did, yeah. I, think yeah. I know the one you're on about. Yeah, that was coming out of our defence, and that's, mm. he got he got raked down the ankle by uh, James Milner that upset the fans because <laughs> um, no card for Milner, but yeah, he got a card for a challenge. Okay, it's hard. Well, maybe it's from behind a little bit, but yeah, you can't do those challenges now, but. Milner should have picked one up. Yeah, and that's the consistency yeah. of the referee, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Romeo all round then. Okay, so that's... I, I, know, I'm, I know it's early, but I'm still going to have to say it. So, 18th place, no points, one comedy goal. <laughs> Definitely back. <laughs> but, yeah, we're, I'm not panicking over the league position at the moment. We're, like you said, Kev, we know a little bit more of how well we're going to be 
when we come up against Brighton, who, by the way, are playing well. So, yeah. Okay, right. Quiz. Are you ready for the quiz, Barry? The, the Matla quiz. Yeah, got sweaty palms. Okay, right. Question number one. Who was the top scorer in the 1992-93 season? Was it A, Matt Letizia, B, Ian Dowie, or C, Nicky Banger? I'm going to go Ian Dowie. No, it was Matt Letizia. Oh, was it? Matt Letizia, 18, Ian Dowie, 12, and Nicky Banger was 6. 18 goals. Yeah, must be one of his best yeah. seasons for goals scoring that one. Yeah, that's when he was young. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, who replaced Glenn Huddle as manager in March 2001? Uh, Stuart Gray. Well done. Question number three, last season. What position did Saints finish last season? 16th. Correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What's that? Two. Two, yes. Two so far. You're recovering. So, (laughs) yeah, I'll name the clubs. You name the player. Right. Carlisle. Derby County, Saints, Sunderland, Stoke City. Uh, Rory Delap. Well nice. done. Well done. Three. Truth. So, that is, so that's level with Tim Marshall last week, so you only need two points to take the lead. Oh, OK. <laughs> All right, OK. Who am I? Clue one. This midfielder was born in Orland, 1972 and is currently playing in the Wessex League Division 1 for Hive and Dibden at the age of 47. I think I know. I do? Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Remember if you get it wrong. You're going to risk him. You're going to risk him. Or you're going to go for another clue. I'm going to risk it, I think. Yeah. Why not? Uh, Joe Tessum. You're oh. right! Well done! Spot on. <laughs> Amazing. It's going to be hard to beat, yeah. isn't it? That is going to be very hard to beat. What was that? Just one, just the first question wrong, wasn't it? That's, yeah, it's a six, that is. Wow. And I was going to go Letizia and oh, no. <laughs> 47 years old, you're still playing? Oh, yeah. Well, you used to be a policeman, I think, in Norway. Did he? Oh, I, yeah. I feel like I, I want to read the rest of these clues out now, but I don't think we need to. <laughs> Oh, I spent ages writing those clues and everything. I don't oh. even need them. <laughs> but still, yeah. Six. Well, that, yeah, that is going to take some beating. Yeah, well done. Um, speaking of taking some beating, Brighton. Oh. Next weekend. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, right. Brighton. Yeah, Brighton thoughts. Okay, Barry, yeah, what, what do you reckon about Brighton? What do you see? Well, yeah, I was just looking at our games to the end of uh, September and uh, looking who we've got. Uh, I think we have obviously Brighton next week, Fulham obviously in the cup, uh, followed by uh, I think it's Man United, mm-hmm. Sheffield United, yep. uh, Tottenham. Yeah. I think that takes us in September, so we've got to be looking at the games against Brighton to begin really maximum points. If I'm honest, I know it's going to be very difficult, um, but then if we get nothing out of the Brighton game, then we've got Man United after that. So really, we wouldn't want to be not getting anything out of next week's game, so I'm not thinking we're going to get a win. I'll be positive. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to have a, ask your prediction. Obviously, we've got a Brighton fan coming on in a bit, so we'll, um, yeah. me and Kev will do our Brighton predictions then, but yeah. I'll ask you for yours. Uh, I'm going to go 1-0 Saints. I think I think we can scrape it. Um, okay. The confidence that from yesterday's game, Hi. I think uh, getting a new centre-half back in there, 
yeah, I'm going to go one nil Saints. Scrape it. Nice. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So. Um, Cu- yeah, a couple of couple of silly questions. I don't know if you've been listening to the show this year, but we've asked right. this to everyone. Okay. So yeah, would you rather wear a pumpy shirt every single day for five years, or sleep in a haunted house for ten? A haunted house. <laughs> yeah, straight away. I love how how no Saints fans just even think about the question. They're just straight on it. Yeah, it's on the haunted house. No, it wouldn't happen. <laughs> okay. Um, and the second second one. Would you rather be twice the height of Peter Crouch or half the height of Lionel Messi? Oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> uh, I think half the height of Lionel Messi. Yeah, yeah, general, yeah. That's the general one. Yeah. I've gone the complete opposite of you. Really? Mm. I'd wear the Pompey shirt, and I would really? definitely, I'd definitely like to be twice the height of Crouch. <laughs> but, yeah. oh, but if you choose the Pompey shirt, why the fuck would you want to be twice the height of Peter Crouch? <laughs> so you want to be a midget, so I'm like, I can see. <laughs> yeah. uh, no okay. one's going to kick a midget in the ass. I don't know. <laughs> if they're wearing a Pompey shirt. Sorry, small person, if anyone's yeah, there listening. You can't mm. say that, yeah. Politically <laughs> <laughs> correct. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Okay. We're very politically okay. correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, not really, I mean, do you, okay, yeah, maybe the same question that I ask you. What's your, your favourite chant that you like to hear it in the, in the Northern Ends? Unfortunately, I'm an old man and I sit in the, the quiet chapel end, so... Yeah. Anyone that's given you a good laugh? Or? What some of the chants that go around? Mm. I mean, I used, to like, I used to like the Cedric one. Um, uh, oh, yeah. The cut, the cut final, that was my probably one of my favourites over the years. Uh, but the Matlatis one's probably the, my all-time favourite chant that goes around, so... Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so... Cool. Okay. My, my favourite one that, that I can remember for the last few years is um, the Jose Fonte one. Oh, that's, that's genius. Yeah. Oh, Kev, Kev I, like, I like your um, your one for Vestergaard. That was brilliant. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not very practical, but it's just fun. Yeah. yeah. It's fun. Good stuff. <laughs> All right, Barry, thank you for, for coming on. I know you're on holiday and you want to get down to the beach yeah. and stuff. But, oh, yeah. Thank you very much for having me on. Appreciate yeah. it. Thank you very much. Brilliant. Thank you. Yeah, it's been great having you on. Um, yeah, enjoy the rest of your holiday. Will do. Get to enjoy the point on the beach. Enjoy the island. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Cheers, Barry. Thanks, Thanks. Bye. Bye. All right, cheers. Bye-bye. Joining us now to talk Brighton and preview next week's fixture is Josh Goldsmith, the host of Together, a Brighton and Hove podcast. Welcome, Josh, and thank you for joining us. Hi, thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. Um, yeah, so firstly, just tell us about you and, and about the show. Yeah, so uh, I moved to North Carolina in 2015 from the UK. Um, and I, you know, whenever you go in, for, like, you're, you're at work and you're going on a Monday morning and the first thing you talk about is the football. You could have, like, Man United mates, Leicester mates, like, whatever. But the yep. first thing you do is you talk about the games and just the banter, right? Yeah. And uh, it's something that I realized very quickly that I didn't have here at all. Um, it's either kind of like the NFL, which is fine because like, I've kind of started following the NFL too, but it's not fan? the same. Uh, no, I'm a Bears fan. My wife's Ooh. from Illinois, so. <laughs> so I'm a giant. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a Giants fan. I like all New York, so I'm Giants, Knicks, Rangers. But yeah, nice. 
Yeah, but one of my best mates back home uh, is a massive Giants fan, so I feel yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> so I was kind of just getting sick of not being able to talk about it too much. Um, and I have kind of a, like a bunch of WhatsApp groups where I can like talk to my pals from back home. Um, but I decided, right, I'm going to do something that everyone and their mum seems to be doing these days and start a podcast. So I just started talking into a microphone about my thoughts and feelings of the team uh, because I couldn't do it to anybody that would listen here. And I just thought, you know, if uh, I don't mind if I get zero listeners. It's kind of a therapeutic thing for me. Um, and over the course of the season, it, uh, it, it grew, and then over the summer, it exploded. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's how I started it and why. That's brilliant. And I have to say that I did check out a few of your podcasts. I was saying to you just before, and your um, episode that you had a special on Graham Potter was, was brilliant. Because as I say, I went into this season not knowing anything about him, really, and I was a bit, like, miffed at how Hewton went. And I'm pretty sure there was a lot of Brighton fans thinking the same. Um, and I thought, yeah, there was a really, really good couple of points that you brought up in that. Especially you said about Davey Proper and, and Pascal Gross, like how they're going to suffer under his new tactical style which I found quite interesting, because I thought they were two of your most popular players. Yeah, and funnily enough, um, Davey Proper, of all people, seems to have been one of his biggest victors under his new uh, tactics, because he's, yeah. he's utilised him in a way that the Netherlands do, when he plays for the Netherlands, and he looks like a, he honestly looks like a new signing. So uh, I was wrong on that one. <laughs> but, I mean, Brighton seems to have done the right, right thing by hiring him, so he seems to be able to get the best out of the players, wherever he yeah, is. and... It was something that uh, I know a lot of the pundits and analysts were very unhappy when we fired Hewton. Um, but at the end of the day, like it was, it was the Albion. Pretty much only Albion fans were the ones that weren't missed. Um, the, don't get me wrong, there were still a few, but we were the ones who had watched every game um, for mm. the most part, and it was it was very bad football. And the the similarities were almost uncanny to his final season at Norwich. Um, the only difference being is that Bloom kind of doubled down in the gambler that he is and uh, banked on him making us survive as opposed to <laughs> Norwich who binned him off a couple of games before and got relegated. Uh, but, you know, he was he was quick about it. He did the, like, he got him gone straight away. He got the man he wanted in straight away. Um, and it's so far paying dividends. Yeah, he's been he's been brilliant. I love managers like that that have started. I mean, Kev, if you get a chance to check out any of his um, podcasts, the the one with Graham Potter was a really really good. It was a real eye opener. Seeing that seeing someone start in the what was it the fourth Swedish division? Yeah, yeah, with Ostersunds. That's the one. Yeah, mm. and you know, work his way up. It's it's brilliant to see someone like that. Yeah, with limited funds and just you know, getting success year after year. It's um. That's, re- that's, re- that's what football should, you know, be all about. Yeah, I've seen a couple of people online like saying, like, this uh, this world is great and Potter's football manager save. We're all just living in it. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so true. But, I mean, Hassan Zuckel kind of did the same thing um, in, uh, in, in Germany, didn't it? Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Similar. Yeah, t- taking the team from, from yeah, the, from the drakes of the bottom divisions and, and bringing them up to, to the heavy heights of Europe. Yeah. And Kev, did you know that Graham Potter had a, a brief stint at Southampton in the mid-90s? I did not know that. Oh, he had about seven appearances, I think. But yeah, but yeah, he seems wow. to have this inept ability to get the best out of, his, uh, of all the situations that he's in. So, And yeah, I understand that he's become you know, a fan favourite instantly. 
and I, I imagine they're going to stick with him for a long time. Yeah, Bloom is uh, Bloom has stuck with every manager he's ever hired. Uh, even Sammy Huppier, who was absolutely atrocious, um, <laughs> he, he had to resign because it just was going so badly. Bloom wouldn't sack him. Uh, he truly believes in backing his man. He did, he backed them all the way through. Um, and he did the same with Hutton right at the end there. Like Everybody thought he would be gone after Cardin, um, but he stuck by him and he said, no, you've got the rest of the season, keep us up, and he did. Uh, so he's, he definitely backs his man, and I think even if we were to go down bottom, I think he would. I think he would keep Potter on. That's that's really nice to see as well. Yeah, I think yeah. you were safe quite early on, anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well, we shall see. <laughs> um, I mean, last season. Um, yeah. So, I mean, whatever happens at the end of the season, I don't think it really mattered too much. But, um, it's looking like you've. Uh, You've got a very good manager. Yeah, good manager, and and you've spent a lot of money this summer as well. You've got um, mm. Leandro Trossard from Genk, eighteen million quid. That's a big fee, but he he looks like a player. Adam Webster, really twenty million quid from Bristol, and that's a club record fee, I believe. That's a massive fee. Um, and Neil Mope from Brentford. I don't know about Romaric Yapic. Is it Yapic? Yapic from Paris Saint Germain. Um, Aaron Moy, that's a good one. Even though it's the loan signing, I, I really, I'm a big fan of Aaron Moy. Yeah, I think that uh, the yeah, the Yaffe signing, uh, what, however you're going to say his name, uh, he was a free signing. So we signed. It was his first professional contract. So right. he didn't really uh, cost anything out of the bank. But and Moy, I'm delighted with to get on a loan. Like we haven't had to spend any money on him other than the wages I expect. Um, and you know we've got Huddersfield's best player, so yeah. and it was a uh, it was a position we can always do with an extra dimension in in the middle of the park. So I was really happy with that signing. Yeah, I was shocked at that one. So was I. I didn't think they would let him go. Um, but uh, I mean, he's he also signed a brand new contract with them the day he came to us on loan. So I guess he's kind of showing his loyalty there by ensuring that they're going to be a fee for him if he uh, performs for us, whether it's us that buy him or anybody else. Yeah. Good bit of business. Um, any major outgoings? Uh, yes, Anthony Knockart. So hmm. he was our main man um, under yeah. Putin for a I'm long glad time. Glad you said him because I was looking at him and I'm thinking he's a, he's a brilliant player. Like, why did they let him go? We thought the same thing, but now we're watching this new formation, this three-five-three-two, whatever the hell it is. Um, <laughs> we I can I can kind of understand it because Potter is almost playing three strikers up front and. Uh, Knockart isn't that He's definitely more of a very traditional winger um, So I can see why he did it It was a shock to everybody when he went Because, you know, he's been a fan favourite From the minute we signed him But bringing in, like, Mopay and uh, Trossard Has, like, very quickly uh, calmed the nerves Because they've both been incredible incomings too And Fulham, if they don't get promoted uh, With Mitrovic and Knockart in the team Then I I just <laughs> <Yeah>. cannot <laughs> Uh, so we had quite a successful pre-season, would you say? Yeah, I don't think we actually lost a game uh, in pre. Oh no, we did. We lost, lost to Fulham. Fulham. Lost to Fulham. Yeah, yeah. The, the only blemish. But yeah, other than that, yeah, it was an interesting one because nobody kind of knew what we were going to see um, with Potter being, you know, someone who has rotated three to four formations in his entire time um, and kind of works on getting the best out of players as opposed to trying to fit them into a system. Uh, he try and makes a system around them. So. It was interesting watching an artist at work kind of thing because uh, he was bouncing around different formations. We played three at the back, four at the back, uh, 
two in the middle, three in the middle, four in the middle. He was going all over the place every day. So it was it was definitely interesting. Um, and then Birmingham and Valencia, the last two, is when we adapted to the formation we're playing now. And all of a sudden, uh, it just seemed to click, and we've never looked back. So preseason was interesting. Uh, it was kind of a breath of fresh air uh, to have someone new and seeing all the differences we was we were uh, creating there. And Hopefully next season they can come over here so I can travel to wherever they are. <laughs> do, do you know what, though? I have a confession. I was doing my league tables a couple of weeks ago and I tipped Bryson to go down in 18th position. Uh, I'm sorry. But I, I listened to a lot of pundits <laughs> and every single one of them have said the same thing, that Brighton are going to struggle to score goals. Looking at their pre-season and looking at how they've started this season, they're not going to struggle. Not at all. That's... But there's goals there, and lots of them. So they're, they're, I think I mean, the problem everybody, wrong. Yeah, I think the problem that everybody fell into here is the Hutton effect, right? Like, mm. they they saw everything that Hutton had done for the last two years, and we were never a high-scoring team. Um, but if you watch players on, like, an individual basis, you know they've got the talent. It's just that they weren't being utilised for the right... You know, they weren't being utilised in the way that they could be. Um and Potter has came in, and he is a more positive manager. He is a manager that scores goals. Um, and I think it's kind of, a, I think it's 50% the Hutton effect of not really realising that he's gone yet because we hadn't seen Potter at work. And then also, um, for a lot of the pundits, and it's no disrespect to them because they're earning money and I'm not doing this, but um, <laughs> like they they don't do their research into these people. You know, they, I, there's barely any of them know anything about Graham Potter. Um, they just know he's like an English manager that did okay at Swansea and was in Sweden one time. Um, and you know, when you when you do deep dive a little bit deeper into him, the talent and the quality he has, you know, it's not like we're going to finish seventh, but he's better than he's better than bottom. Yeah. So I, I get mm-hmm. it. That's a very very good point actually because Kev, we had the same discussion with Matt Marks then, didn't we? When he had when um, yeah. that Twitter, I can't remember who it was. It was it wasn't an ESPN guy or something. I can't remember, but he put the um, managers and they he ranked them um, from one to twenty. And I think Harson Hurtle and Potter were bottom five, weren't they, Kev? Yeah, yeah. He definitely um, wasn't positive about it, but uh, yeah, I don't know. He, he seems to be a, a real step forward. Like. Um, must be a, a lot of uh, confidence amongst the fans that you're going to push up the table. Oh, I hope they do now, because I hope they're going to prove a lot of people wrong. Yeah, yeah it's, it's good when the, the pundits prove them wrong. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, what, what do you think we can expect next week, then? Next week is going to be a uh, funky one. You haven't won yet, right? How many points no. have you got? None. Well, we, but, okay, in our defence, we just played Liverpool. I was going to say, one of them was Liverpool, so... And, we, and yesterday we gave them a really good game as well, and we pros- we were un- we were we should have got a point out of it at least. But I did see the highlights actually. Yeah. Uh, che Adams looked very lively, uh, mm. and I thought you well. They all said you were good for a point, but and it was also a case of you know Liverpool were off the pace, but that's the annoying thing about those teams. They win anyway. <laughs> yeah, mm. and especially they've been to Istanbul, haven't they, in the week? Yeah, and they paid 120 minutes as well. So. Mm. But, I mean, the first game, we were dog shit. We were just awful against Burnley. Yeah, I, we uh, in the bar I was at, they had four screens and they had all four of the three o'clock kickoffs on them. Um, so I sort of kept an eye on all of them. And, I, yeah, it was there was a couple of poor performances there um, from Saints. Watford were terrible as well. Um, but this week coming up, I don't know, uh, we haven't won at home since, like, February. 
Um, but I think that that kind of hoodoo isn't the same thing under Potter. We definitely should have won yesterday. We could have scored five. Um, Morpe missed two tap-ins. Trossard could have scored. Had a goal to score, uh, didn't he? Yep, uh, he did. VAR, thanks so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a tough one. Uh, I think we'll have a lot of the ball. Um, but again, like I saw this, I saw how you were at Liverpool just on the highlights, like, and if you bring that same performance, uh, it could be. I'm not sure. It could be anything. Um, obviously, I'm hoping to take three points because uh, you're the team that's going to be. You're one of the teams that I expect to be in and around us uh, in that kind of bot mate. So obviously, I hope that we win <laughs> um, because I think it'll be an important kind of six pointer. Um, score two nil Brighton. Two nil Brighton. Oh, wow. Okay, Kev. Um, I'm, I'm going to say it's an absolute nailed on one all draw. <laughs> Kev, do you know what? I've got exactly the same thing, and I'm not going to change mine this time. I'm going to keep it at one one. So yeah, okay. I can I can see a one all draw. It's it's going to be tightly contested. Mind you, I said that about the Burnley game. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, I'm going to go one one. Um, so danger men are who are we? Who's the, who's the danger men that we've got to look out for? Well, I guess it depends on who we're going to play, because uh, he's played two different t- types already in the first two games. Um, but if Trossard starts, he's going to cause you a lot of problems. I think he's going to cause everyone problems. Um, he, he got, I, I know it was only pre-season, but he caused headaches all over Valencia's back line, and they're like a Champions League team. So I think he's going to be a problem for everybody that encounters him this, week, this year. Uh, so Trossard is definitely the man that is going to uh, cause problems. He does look good. Um, and, then, and then our wing-backs, too, have suddenly come to life. Um, Martin Montoya and Solly March uh, are going to be players that Southampton are definitely going to have to want to keep an eye on out wide because if they don't, all of a sudden the ball's going to be in the box and from that point you never know what's going to happen. So, OK. Um, same kind of question, but in reverse. Are there any Saints players that you're particularly afraid of? James Ward-Browse. Ah. Absolutely. I've been, a, uh, I've been a fan of him for a long time too. Uh, I've really liked James Ward-Prowse and uh, I feel like he is on set pieces just in general. I feel like he's going to be, a, I feel like he's always a problem whenever we play you. Um, maybe it's like that, uh, I don't know, maybe it's not even true, but um, he's the one that I'm worried about the most, for sure. Hmm. Right, OK, so if you could pick, it might be the same answer, but if you could pick one Saints player to have in your current Brighton setup, who would you take? Uh, not the same, I'd take Jay Adams. OK. Oh, wow. Yeah, he was someone that we were also on the on the lookout for. Um, he was one of those players in the Championship, uh, like Ollie McBurney and him, and there was one or two others, uh, and Zahor at Cardiff before they went up. Mm-hmm. Um We've been looking for a pacey striker in the, like, the Glenn Murray build for a long time, and we still didn't get him in this summer. Um, but Che Adams is that bigger, uh, pacier striker, so he would add that extra dimension I think we need up front. So he would be the man that I would take. Good answer. Kev, if the, if the questions were reversed, who would you take from Brighton? Um, I think we can all agree we need a defender. Absolutely, yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Lewis Dunk. Yeah, same here. I'd take Lewis Dunk. Yeah, I, um, I mean, I don't think we've got, um, yeah, we've got enough key goalkeepers, we've got enough attacking options, midfield was sorted, it's just, yeah, still questions about our defence that maybe he could be the solution to. Exactly my point, Kev. I, 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 as I said to you before, I'm a big fan of Aaron Moy, but our midfield is a place that we don't need, so we need a, we need a, we need, a, we need an organised centre back. Um, and Lewis Dunk would probably fit that best for us at the moment. Well, you can't have him. 
Um, sure. Same question that we asked uh, everyone that comes on the show. Uh, so yeah, would you rather wear a Crystal Palace shirt every day for five years or sleep in a haunted house for ten? Sleep in a haunted house for ten. <laughs> hmm. Straight away. <laughs> I love scary movies, so why not? And you don't like and um, you don't like Palace, so. And I don't like Palace at all, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, would you rather be twice the height of Peter Crouch or half the height of Lionel Messi? Twice the height of Peter Crouch. Good answer. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Need a big old haunted house, though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, exactly. I can't be haunted if I can't get through the door. <laughs> 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 yeah, um, we're a big fan of um, fan chants here. Uh, do you have a personal favourite that you'd like to hear on the stand? Good question. I, th- I saw this on the notes, and uh, I haven't heard it yet because they just uh, it was on North Stand chat this week, and it has just it. I love it. Um, the Cure, Friday, I'm in love. Yeah. There is a new Neil Morpai chant to it. Oh, uh, that's that. Yeah, I can see that goes. Yeah. And if they uh, if they do bring that out, I think it will be this week. So if either of you are there, uh, keep an eye out for it. It sounds like an absolute banger if they, yeah. if they uh, can get the whole stand doing it. That's perfect. That is perfect. Yeah, I'll have to listen to that. All right, okay. Is there anything else you want to add? Um, yeah, that's my last question. Um, just yeah, th- thanks a lot for coming on. Um, yeah, I've learned a lot about um, the team that I don't really know that much about, if I'm being honest. Because, um, yeah, it's only your third uh, season now in the Premier League. Um, so yeah, I think I think I've, I've, I've learned a lot, and um, yeah, I'm very grateful. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Thank you for having. And you know, it's a short notice as well. I only contacted you in the week, and you were like really, really eager to come on as well. So that was really, really nice. And yeah, apologies for the short notice, but thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, absolutely. No apology needed either. I love talking football, so uh, you know, whenever the reverse picture comes around, if you want me again, by all means, just drop me a DM, and uh, we will reconvene. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank right. you. Thank you very much. Wonderful. Thank you. Cheers, Josh. Right. Up the All right, thanks a lot. Up the stakes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, into the extra time segment. Okay, so Super 6, starting off with Super 6. Week 3 winner was Michael Etheridge and Adam Darlington, who scored an amazing 17 points this week, both of them. Um, But that means the overall leader still Freddie clinging on with 23 points, but two points adrift is Michael and Adam. So, yeah, it's it's all to play for there. Still looking good. Fantasy football. Uh, weekly winner this week was Stephen McCullough uh, in Ralph We Trust, scored 59 points this week. But this is at the time of recording, so obviously there's two matches today and there's, um, there's a, the Monday Night Football also. But the overall leader is Lucy Hynett with Che Dream Believers and Brad Swaggers with Cheeky Smirks at the summit on 132 points. Yeah, you got so tied at the top, so... Mm. Um, and then, yeah, you've got a few around them just within a couple of points. So it's, uh, it's a big old league we've got uh, this season with about 50 people now. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think uh, yeah, yeah. it's going it's it's to be tough. Um, uh, I'm not making too much of a twat myself. Um, I'm off the bottom of the table now. Uh, I've got 56 points this week, so I'm like... Yeah, you did, score, you did score really well, yeah. Mm. Although I only scored 17 points so far, but... Um, I've got a lot of players playing today and a lot of players playing on Monday, so watch this space. Also, my captain is playing on, on Monday, so I could have some um, some points coming. Um, predictions. 
we both predicted a Liverpool win last week. Uh, I scored two points, but you predicted a 2-1 Liverpool, so you got four marks, Kevin. Well done. Excellent. Nice one. So yeah, very good. Well done. That's predict. Uh, so that's 5-2 uh, to you. Okay, brilliant. Yeah, nice done. yeah, good one. Right, Kev, I've got a little bit of a surprise for you. I'm going to trial a new little segment here. It's called Where Am I? It's kind of like right. the same, same sort of mould as the quiz that we do, but it's going to be... Geography, football related. No points on offer, just for a laugh. You've got to try and name the city, town or football stadium where I'm at. Okay. Okay. And it's all located in the UK. So you can have as many guesses as you want. And just until you come, I'm going to give you five clues and you've got to tell me the name of the football club or the stadium. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Okay, so the first clue. Located in the northwest. Your guess. Where am I? I could be at north. Northwest, that could be any of them. Yeah, it? have a guess. Any league, yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, Everton? No. Okay. Population of the place is mm-hmm. 34,768 as of 2016. Mm. Morecambe? Well done! <laughs> well, fucking fucking hell, did you get that? <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah, How I've did you get that? that? Yeah. I was thinking of league, league teams from like League Two. That's um, incredible. Mm. No, my next clue was um, the stadium capacity is 6,476. And then it was local rivals are Akron and Stanley, and then the nickname is the Shrimps. No, no. But do you know the name of the stadium? It's going to be sort of the, the Tampax Maxi Pad Stadium or something like that, isn't it? <laughs> no, no sponsor as well, I suppose it is. It's the Globe Arena. It's yeah. Globe Arena. Okay. Um, that is a sponsor, isn't it? Yeah, I said no, nothing. I think it was the construction company that built it, but yeah. I love that shit. Right, um, next week we have Kevin McGee. That's going to be interesting. Two Kevins on the show um, to discuss the Brighton game and preview the Man United game. Um, okay. Yeah, so same time next week. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I won't be going um, anywhere. I'll, I'll be here. So, um, yeah, listen to next week. Cool, okay. Until then. Up the Saints. Up the Saints. <laughs>